Hey, I'm Roberta Blevins, and this is Life After MLM, a podcast where we work to end the stigma of failure in an industry designed for you to fail. Hey, quick call to action and a little bit of housekeeping before we start the show. I don't know if you guys saw my TikTok video that I posted a couple days ago, but a uh, little mini spoiler, there is another LuLaRoe documentary in the works. And they are looking for victims of LuLaRoe to send in little snippets of their story to share in the documentary. So I'm putting out a quick call to action to anybody who's been victimized by LuLaRoe. Go ahead and send an email over to documentary at gmail.com. You will get back an email with a list of questions. And then it will be up to you to answer those questions and record yourself answering those questions and then send it in. This is uh, very time sensitive. uh, And so if you're interested in doing this, I would maybe pause this and do that right now and then come back to it. There is a very, very quick turnaround. This thing is almost in post-production. And so, yeah, that's why I'm out here asking for just a little bit more help. We would love if hundreds of people could reach out and send an email. So if you've already done it, you are amazing. Thank you so much. And if you haven't, that's okay too. But if you want to get those stories in, thank you so much and enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life After MLM. Today, we're doing something a little different. I've never done an episode like this before. For the past couple weeks, I've been putting out a call to action on social media asking for your guys' MLM horror story experiences. I've gotten emails, messages, you guys have been tagging me in things. It is fantastic. Uh, I even got a couple of you to hop on a Zoom call with me and record your horror stories as well. So um, this is just like a big mashup of stories. There's stories from Reddit, there's stories from different articles on the internet. Uh, I've just sort of been collecting MLM horror stories for the past couple weeks. And this is a big collection of the ones that I found and wanted to share. Before we get started, I just want to let you guys know that some of these stories may be triggering. We do talk about some serious topics. Um, You guys have been around for a while, so you know how it goes. With any of the interviews that mention that sort of stuff, there is a mini content warning before those start. So I just want to let you guys know so you can skip ahead. There isn't really anything in this episode that is really uh, graphic or intense, just sort of casual mention of things. So it shouldn't be nearly as bad um, and intense as Lori's episode, but you you never know. And I just wanted to let you guys know that that those topics um, do show up in, in these episodes sometimes. Without further ado, I would like to share with you a story that was emailed to me from one of our listeners. My husband and I had been married about a year when we were having a rare meal out at a chain My husband and I had been married about a year when we were having a rare meal out at a chain diner of some kind. There was a middle-aged guy sitting by himself, and he said hi as we walked by. I can talk to anyone, so I said hi and chatted for a minute. Big mistake. We were finishing our meal, and the guy came up and gave us the song and dance of, It's so good to see a young couple out together. You guys are so in love. You seem like you're really great people to me. And then he asked us which car was ours, which I thought was super weird. We were driving a very old Honda pickup truck and it was in bad shape. 
he immediately jumped on where he worked, what he did, and how he represented this company that could make us so much money. He handed us a Primerica card, and when we asked what the business was, he got really vague and kept telling us how much money we could make. Like a dummy, we gave him our phone number. We honestly just wanted him to leave us alone and would have done just about anything to make that happen. Fast forward a bit and he invites us to a meeting and will give us a gift card to a restaurant for our time. We were poor and wanted that gift card. We went and it was the weirdest experience ever. It was like a Mary Kay meeting, but with people in business suits who would immediately stand up and give a standing ovation to whatever the leader said. They probably stood up and clapped 10 times in this one hour meeting. Whenever we didn't stand and clap with as much enthusiasm, we either got encouraging looks or more like the, you'll see guys, just wait and see when you get in this. We left and laughed all the way home. Later, we realized that we still couldn't tell what the business actually was. This was before internet search engines were much of a thing, so we didn't have any way to look them up. The guy kept calling and calling and even bumped into us at the diner where we met him the first time. I think that was his hangout, but it felt like 10 different kinds of not okay. Right about that time, I found a lump in my breast and another long story short, it turned out that I had breast cancer. I would need a few surgeries and chemotherapy before life would resume in any normal fashion. My husband and I have a super dark sense of humor, and at one point, I was crying about something and then started laughing hysterically and said, well, hey, at least we can get the Primerica guy to leave us alone. He actually called us a few more times, and I will never forget hearing my husband on the phone saying, my wife has just gotten home from a mastectomy surgery, and you need to leave us alone. And then he hung up on the guy. All right. So we have another MLM horror story, and today I'm talking to Paige. Yes. Hello. Thank hey, you. Hey, Paige. Uh, you guys might know her as Pretty Petty, but yes. I know her as Paige. Yay. <laughs> well, thank you, Roberta, for having me. I'm so excited to tell this part of my MLM nightmare. Yes. I'm really excited to hear the whole story. I, I have a little bit of info. Um, yeah. And we're going to have you back soon to tell your whole MLM nightmare. But we're yeah. going to focus right now today on the most horrific part. Yes. of your MLM nightmare. Um, so why don't you take it away? So I will say there's a slight trigger warning um, for anything, anybody with PTSD or, um, you know, depression, mental health, suicide. So trigger warning there. Um, I started with Advocare in 2016 and I was recruited at my most vulnerable at a gym from a trainer at the gym. And I did Advocare for about a year and a half, two years. And then my husband at the time wanted to join Advocare. He wanted to lose just a little bit of weight and he wanted to bulk up a little bit. He was in pretty good shape, so he didn't have too much to lose. So with Advocare, you do a 24-day jumpstart program. You're supposed to do it every six months. And then right when you first onboard. So yeah, you do it every six months at least. So what does this 24 day jumpstart entail? So the biggest difference between like a normal Advocare lifestyle and the 24 day jumpstart is the first 10 days of the 24 day jumpstart, 
you drink a fiber drink every single morning. It's literally pure fiber and you mix it with water. It tastes like, I can't even explain what it tastes like. I can still like taste it in my throat if I really think about it. So it's that. And then you take all of, if you don't know anything about Advocare, Advocare is all about supplements, all about supplements. You're taking, at one point I was taking up to 40 pills a day with what? 40 pills a day. So yeah, it's very, it's very much like that. Well, with the 24 day jumpstart, you also take these pills called catalysts and then you take a vitamin pack and then you take thermal plus pills. Thermal plus pills are very high energy caffeine pills that give you a very similar effect to Adderall. If you don't have ADHD, (laughs) so they suppress your appetite. They give you energy and they, they will make you sick if you haven't eaten right before that. So he took these, um, thermal or thermal pills as he was instructed to, and you start with one a day and then you go up to, I believe it's up to three per day. And once he got up to the three per day, he was starting to feel a little bit weird, but didn't know what it was. And then one day his body got overheated his temperature was elevated. His heartbeat was going crazy. He couldn't calm down. He left our house in a panic and he attempted suicide because he was so out of his mind and his body. He didn't know what else to do. Yeah. What? So he's like in the middle of this, like really intense, almost like fasting, right? Like you're drinking fiber and Um, instead of eating food, you're just taking like the supplemental vitamins that the food would have. You have two quote unquote, regular meals a day. However, they encourage one of those meals to be a shake. So Advocare does have shakes and you buy shakes with your, with everything. You're supposed to have a shake for breakfast or a shake for lunch. But I was always encouraged to have a shake for breakfast and a shake for dinner and have like a salad for lunch. And then your snacks, they encourage to be Advocare snacks, which are fucking shakes. So... (laughs) You're having a lot of shakes, a lot yeah, of shakes. It's just, just powdered food-like products. Yeah. And you can't add anything to them other than spinach. Like you can't add like a banana to them or anything like that. They highly encourage no dairy, no fruit. Yeah. No dairy and no fruit. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's culty right there. Like restricting your diet. It's so restrictive. I have such a huge fear of dairy because of this Advocare. Like, I think it's bad for me, even though I know it's not. So your husband does this yes. 24 day fix. He joins you in this Advocare journey and does yes. this. Mm-hmm. And you say around day 16 or so, he starts changing. He's completely out of control. And he does have PTSD from being in the army. And our representative knew that she knew us for years. She knew that I had an eating disorder and had been to treatment for it. She knew that he had PTSD, had had suicidal ideations in the past. She knew all of this. So he attempts to um, commit suicide. Luckily, he was very unsuccessful with that. Thank God to our neighbor at the time and the police officers who responded quickly when I wasn't there. Oh my Um, God. Yeah. And when he was in the hospital, his doctors asked me to bring every medicine he was on because he was on an antidepressant. It's not like he wasn't in treatment or anything. He had been in treatment for a long time. So I brought all of his medicine that was prescribed. They were like good to go. And then I brought all the supplements with these thermos. The doctor straight up was like, this is a hundred percent 
what caused these type of feelings for him hundred percent. So I told my upline what had happened and she of course did the we're praying for you thing. She was always praying for us, always praying for us. And she asked me to please not post anything in our Facebook group about what had happened. And (laughs) yep. And then she continued to check on me and him And when I said that he was no longer going to be doing Advocare, she was not happy. She tried to tell me, she tried to tell me that the thermos, like the reason that the thermos had a bad reaction is because he wasn't eating enough, um, not because of the pills themselves. And that maybe he should stop taking his actual medications and, and maybe that would help in the future. What? Yeah. So, so she's telling you that the reason he had a bad reaction with the thermoplast and his medication is because he should just quit the medication because the thermoplast is going to help him. And it's yeah. the medication that's the problem. Wow. Yeah. So wow. I'm totally gaslit about the whole thing. And kind of luckily, this was during the time where Advocare was kind of rebranding. And I had like, when I tell you I probably spent $10,000 on Advocare, like it's, it's no exaggeration. I, some of the products were good, but I don't think that I could have got a different experience from like Walmart products or something, but I did my last order with them. He never took it again. He never took it again. He stopped going to the gym that she worked at and he has really never spoke about it again. And like, his, you know, mental health journey is of course a journey, but nothing like that has ever happened again or happened before. So it 100% was a result from the supplements, but I did my last like auto ship order canceled it. And then a few months later, she had told me, Hey, um, I'm going to go away from Advocare because the company's just not going in the direction I wanted it to, which means that she wasn't going to make any money off any people anymore. Right. Like, so yeah, in, in 2019, Advocare was sued and they were found to be uh, a pyramid scheme and they were the MLM portion of Advocare was shut down. You still can buy the products um, and you can still buy them from reps, but it is just purely a, a commission basis. There is, there is no MLM aspect to Advocare anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, she went to another company and tried to get me to, um, join that company, but thank God I was smart enough to not, because I've heard that that's even worse than Advocare as far as restrictive it's called, um, you know what it's called, Roberta. Optavia. Optavia. So she did join Optavia. I'm pretty sure she still does it. And, um, she works at a gym now. Listen, she looks great, but Yeah, man. I mean, we learned with Ariel, right? Like it's just an expensive starvation diet. I paid a lot of money to be really hungry and to have fear foods. I never thought I would have. I paid a lot of money to almost lose my husband and I paid a lot of money to, I mean, I was recruited into this MLM when I was literally crying about how I didn't like my body. And instead of saying like, I'm with you, I support you. It was, let me sell you this shit. You know, you talk about a lot like photos online and stuff like that. Every 21 days I had to go to her house and she would take my before and after photos and she would post them on all kinds of shit. And I have no idea where those photos are. No idea. And there are photos of me in like a sports bra and like shorts. 
and I was like, I'm pretty thin now. Like I have a flat, I'm in better shape now than I ever was on Advocare, but those are photos that I wouldn't want anybody to see. And I have no idea where they are. So yeah. Wow. I'm sure there's photos of me floating out there too, of all the dumb MLM before and afters I did for people. <laughs> right. It's like stuff like that. And you know, luckily, you know, my husband was safe and everything, but it was not, it was not an experience I would wish on anybody. And of course, I don't think that my upline thought that that was going to happen, but after it did happen to kind of be told it wasn't the product, please don't post about it. Please don't talk about it. It it was, it was gaslighting. That's what it was. It absolutely was. And I was manipulated to believe that I was buying healthcare products when I was really buying essentially what like teamy teas stuff are. That's what that is. It's just like expensive laxatives and vitamins that I was buying. That's what I was buying. Absolutely. And it comes with a cult attached to it. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. There's a reason that Advocare certain products aren't allowed to be sold in certain states is because of the ingredients that are in them. Yeah. I mean, I was looking it up and it's like this, uh, this thermo plus has like niacin in it yeah. and then a B vitamin that's supposed to be like helps burn carbohydrates and like basically like elevates your heart rate. It does. It elevates your heart rate. So if you take those meds and you don't immediately work out, your body is going crazy. And not only that, but they want you to take this supplement called spark at the same time, which is pure caffeine. It's like an energy drink. So you're taking that energy drink, which has, I believe, 150 milligrams of caffeine. And then you're taking um, the Thermal Plus, which has 50 milligrams each, and you can take up to three at a time. So you're potentially taking 300 milligrams of caffeine in your body with no food in there. Right. And anybody that has any sort of like pre-existing condition, even if they don't know about it, can take these things. And have really bad adverse reactions. And you go to these people and they're like, oh, it's your medication. That's the problem. Uh Uh-huh. And she, we were only asked about our weight and our height and no pre-existing conditions, nothing like that. She would send me like photos of like celebrities and like really tiny clothing in order to like motivate me. It's like, oh, it is so gross and predatory. So gross, so predatory, but yeah, that's the worst part of the MLM is that, you know, he, he definitely tried to kill himself as a direct result from the reactions from these thermal plus from Advocare, which I had no idea was even an MLM until fairly recently. I was like, I, you know, your podcast and a lot of the things that have come out have, I'm sure have made a lot of people realize, holy shit, I was in an MLM. (laughs) Yeah, right. Even me. I don't know if you've heard the episode with with Alex Simchuk yet, but I fell prey to two of the smart circle scams in my youth. I was like, what? Those were MLMs? What? I told you I did Beachbody. I didn't even know Beachbody was an MLM until um, I listened to your podcast. So, (laughs) you know, I didn't even know. I have LuLaRoe clothes. Um, I never did Monet. Thank fucking God. You know, there's those things. I, I remember all of these and, you know, Advocare, I was really heavily into, I had, I sold Advocare to people and I advocated for Advocare. 
Um, but it's crazy. I like, I definitely can't wait to tell you the full story, but yeah, that's the worst. That's the worst part that happened to me. So yeah, yeah. we're definitely going to have you back and we're going to talk about your experience in Advocare, all of the ridiculous products. And, uh, we'll dive into that lawsuit too. Oh yeah. I can't wait to hear about that lawsuit. I have some before and afters. I'll show you. I got to tell you, I didn't look any better. So I'll show those to you too. (laughs) Just look a little more broke. I looked really hungry and tired in all of my after pictures. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your horror thank with us. You. <laughs> thank you. For all, thank you for all you do. And we'll be back soon. Definitely. In my scouring of the internet for MLM horror stories, I kept finding myself going back to Reddit because Reddit has some of the best MLM horror stories out there. I read so many of them, um, and these ones are my favorite. So <laughs> some of these are from a couple of years ago, and they don't have any names. But um, for the sake, I will I will leave these uh, the links to all of these stories and more in the show notes so that you guys can <laughs> so you can read along or you can read the other ones that I that I didn't end up uh, recording. Anyway, so here we go. The most bizarre MLM pitch. I was sitting at a bar by myself, which I never do. You know, I really think people should talk more about pooping. I mean, everybody does it, right? Me, with a face looking like I've just stared into its deadlights. Am I making you uncomfortable? A little bit. Okay, nice talking to you. And then she stands up and leaves. The bartender who overheard this whole conversation mouths to me, what the fuck? Now, you're probably thinking nothing could be more off-putting than a conversation with a random stranger about defecating, but you'd be wrong. I later found out it was a lead-in pitch for an MLM to sell shakes that make people shit more or less. I don't really know or care. I don't know why people do that (laughs) that is wow this one was sent to me um via email (laughs) so yeah this one says colors for college with redacted it's a it's a facebook group and it's the join page of this facebook group and it says about hi my name is redacted I am three years old and I wanted to start a business like my mommy to save money for college. I chose Color Street because I love all kinds of colors and having my nails painted too. I said, Mommy, I want to sell nail polish to my friends. I'm going to take things that absolutely 100% never happened for a thousand and um, also make the comment that one, uh, putting your child in an MLM so she can save for her own college uh, is probably not the best way to do that. Um, and also, this is like, I don't, why? <laughs> it's creepy, right? Like, my mommy says, it's just obviously the three year old didn't type this or say any of this. It's just weird. Um, don't do this. This little girl is going to start 
kindergarten in debt. And, and that's definitely not what we're going for here. Here's one it says, I got approached at a university employment fair by a guy who said he was interested in involving my skills in his new business. And he would love it if I would go to a random hotel a few miles away to watch the announcement speech. Yeah, you can see where this is going. But I was a graduate desperate for a job. I was picked up from my house by three strangers, all of which were from different countries and had different career paths to my own. Big red flag. Went to the hotel. There was a massive Amway conference, probably an annual general meeting or something. I just made the mental note to eat all their free food and not sign up to anything. The atmosphere and speeches were weird, like they were channeling a fire and brimstone super church. Only their God was money. At the end, I saw the guy who originally invited me and he wanted me to sign up. I refused, but said I'd think about it, and he forced a catalog into my hands and asked me to read through it. When I later answered one of his phone calls and said I wasn't interested, he asked for his book back, saying that they were worth 30 pounds. Oops, I burnt it in a bonfire. This one is entitled My Worst MLM Story. I just subscribed to the sub, so I figured I'd tell the story of when I realized how evil MLMs are. I used to think that they were annoying, but after this experience, I went completely anti-MLM. So for a while, I was a hospice social worker. This meant I visited the homes of people with terminal illnesses and helped their families facilitate care and find services. I worked alongside some of the most compassionate nurses and clergymen that I've ever met. Hospice workers are amazing. We used to go to a monthly seminar for our continuing education hours. The seminar was geared toward professionals and family members that were caring for people with Alzheimer's and other dementias. This particular month, we went to hear a speech from a prominent community urologist about managing incontinence for dementia patients. This is an extremely intimate topic. Many caregivers are children or family members of the patients, and it can be traumatic or heartbreaking to have to change the diaper of a parent or grandparent. I was looking forward to it because I had heard from clients' families that this was one of the hardest parts of being a caregiver, and I felt that knowing more about this topic could be a really great insight for me as a professional. So the doctor gets up there, turns on her slides, and for 90 minutes, she just plugs doTERRA essential oils. She doesn't even talk about the medical part of incontinence. She says she's not there to sell anything, but she passes out samples and at the end gives referrals to people who sell the oils. Family members in the front row are teary-eyed as she passes around these fucking disgusting oils. She's telling them how much oils can help with the physical and mental effects of incontinence. I sat through the whole talk and I have never felt that kind of red-hot anger that I felt that day. I try not to get attached to specific clients, but as many social workers know, you develop a relationship and maybe a bit of counter-transference with the population as a whole. It was an extremely emotional experience for me to see vulnerable people in that community exploited like that. I know some people were buying into it. Sometimes that can be out of sheer desperation. Some people get to the point in their journey of caring for someone with dementia where they're willing to do anything to help their loved one feel a little bit better. At the end, they handed out review cards for the seminar, and I destroyed them in my review. The agency that had sponsored the seminar ended up having to send out a mass apology because so many people were upset. I never let another MLM person near me after that. 
I still tear up just thinking about it. And this one was a last minute entry. It was literally posted a few hours ago and I saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm going to read this one too. So this one is called, has anyone else been date fished by someone trying to get you to join their MLM? So I think the absolute worst date of my life, if you can call it that, was a setup to get me to join his MLM. I met this guy, we will call him John, at a pool party in Phoenix. I had just moved from Denver and mentioned that I was going to hike one of the major trails in Phoenix the next day, and he invited himself along. A little weird, but it's a popular trail, so I wasn't worried about my safety, and I wasn't good at saying no. He picks me up the next morning, I know, bad idea, and he is drinking a bottled Starbucks Frappuccino. Those are delicious, but you really should not be drinking super sugary dairy-based drinks before a hike. I asked if he had breakfast, and he said that that was his breakfast. I asked him if he brought any snacks or water, and he proudly shows me the other two bottled Frappuccinos that he bought. And I should have stopped this date then, but I just rolled with it. We start hiking, and he tells me that he likes to read, so I ask him if he's read a few of my favorite books. He had not read any of them and proceeded to get mad at me for asking because he had not gone to school in America, so of course he had not read them. None of these books I read in school. So we just walk in silence. A quarter of a way up the trail, he starts throwing up because, of course, bottled frappuccinos are not good for hiking in the heat. I give him some of my water and dried dates to help settle his stomach. He doesn't say thank you and complains that the dates are chewy. We get three quarters of the way up to the top of the mountain and he is looking rough. So I ask if he wants to go back down. Now he starts making fun of me for being lazy and I'm tempted to just leave him on the trail, but he is my ride, so I can't. We make it to the top and he starts loudly complaining because he thought that there would be a pool or a restaurant at the top of the mountain. And what kind of person does all of that work just to see some crappy view? Everyone on the peak is staring at us while he makes a scene. At this point, I was praying the ground would just open up and swallow me. We finally make it back down the mountain in part ways. It was such a disaster, I never expected to hear from him again. Against all odds, he texts me two days later to grab coffee. I'm a huge pushover, so I say yes. He then says a friend is going to come and will be giving a 30 to 45 minute presentation about a job opportunity. This is finally, finally too far. And I tell him no, and he proceeds to try to guilt me into it, so I block him. Was it just an elaborate scheme to try to get me to join his MLM? Was it a date? Was it both? I don't know. For our next MLM horror story, we have Kendall. Hey, Kendall. Hi. So you were with Unique, and you have a a kind of a pretty intense story. Yeah, because I was in it for quite a while and I honestly feel like if I hadn't gone to that first party at my upline's house I would have never gotten so involved and so brainwashed. Wow okay so take us back to the beginning and uh and and tell us about this horror this one specific really intense horror story that you experienced with Unique. I feel like for me the worst part was I had been in a few years and you know they always do that whole if you're not advancing if you're not sponsoring it's because you're not going to convention and i was constantly feeling like i wasn't doing enough one is because they always tell you 
to share your life, share your, you know, this and that. Well, um, I am disabled because I was assaulted. I was in my early 20s. So my life is completely different. I don't have kids. I have a dog. <laughs> um, I do have nieces, but I was like, that would be kind of weird if I'm posting about my nieces every day when I don't see them every day. So I always, because I have these health issues from my assault, I have a lot of medical bills. So that was always kind of a thing for me. I live in Texas. They were having convention in San Antonio, which is probably like five or six hours from me. And I was like, okay, this is the closest it's going to get. I need to go. Um, and at this time I was blue status and I was like, I need to hit green and I'll be able to pay off all this debt and it'll help with my medical bills and all this kind of stuff. So I have a quick question uh, sure. for anybody listening who doesn't understand the ranks and unique, where does blue and green status fall in the pyramid? Pink and blue are considered like an introductory leader position. So um, what you're white when you sign up and then there's yellow and then pink is the next. Pink, you have to have a team. And then blue, you have to have $4,000. And then I think two qualified people underneath you, which is 125 for them. And of course, you know, it rolls over every month. <laughs> right. And it's like, Everybody listening that's like, wait, I'm confused. You should be it's yeah. intentionally made that way. So you're like, yeah. you're like four or five up from the bottom working on that next promotion. Right. But still not really making that much. Whenever I hit blue, um, I did make my biggest bonus because they had actually added that month. If you advance to blue, you get an extra, I think it was $200 on top of, you don't get hardly anything. Right? Like you are really busting and you're like, yes. here's your bonus. And you're like $200. Yeah. When I hit pink, I worked so, so hard. And honestly, as we all do bought product and shipped it out, which, so I made nothing off of that. And then I bought extra product, not even clicking with me what I was doing. And I was so excited to get this little pink charm and the recognition and I get my bonus. I'm so excited. I get the email and I'm like, $60 is what I made off my team volume. Are you kidding? I mean, at the very bottom of the pyramid, like you aren't, you aren't making as much on that team because you don't have, you know, infinite people underneath you like you do at the top. No. no. And I feel so guilty for what I was portraying because they tell you, I'm <laughs> like, it kills me to get four. Yeah. It's wild to think like, you're like, okay, I'm doing it. Like the people in the upline, I'm killing it. I'm doing everything they say. I'm getting my bonus. They're showing these like $50,000 bonuses. Yes. And then you're like 60 bucks. So I'm sorry. I went off on a tangent, but so I was. <laughs> Those are totally welcome <laughs> here, obviously. <laughs> I was blue and I think I had only about 250. It might've been a little bit less or a little bit more. And then the hotel gas and all this kind of stuff. So because of my situation, I was um, assaulted in a group. I was like physically attacked. So part of my PTSD is I don't do well with crowds. And so like the more I thought about it, I was like, how am I going to do this? Cause there's going to be 10,000 people at this convention. Right. 
So what I did is I talked to my counselor and I was like, you know, I signed up for this. I really want to do it. I feel like it's important. So she did write me a letter and I sent it into corporate. And so they gave me a guest pass, which didn't cost anything. Cause I was like, I cannot afford to spend another $200 on a guest ticket. So and they, that's they made, nice that they did that. I mean, yeah. that, I, that, I'm, that makes me very surprised that they did that. Uh, the other thing that makes me really surprised is your upline knowing that you have anxiety, that you pass out in situations like this, that you have PTSD because of a, an assault. Uh-huh. Um, and she's still like, you definitely need to be at convention because it's like going to make your business so amazing. And like yes. just completely ignores all of these actually really real things. So my upline um, was black status. And I actually, my personal sponsor she saw what was going on and didn't tell anybody. So she did um, resign. And so I rolled up to my upline who was black status. My other upline was black status two. And the black status two, I was at her house for some kind of party. I passed out in front of her just because there was too much like excitement and confusion. And so, and she had to help me walk to my car oh to my leave. God. So I don't know if my personal um, upline who turned out to be my sponsor, I don't know if she knew that. She knew that I don't drive very much because of that issue. Um, And I have cognitive issues from my injury, you know, and she did text me um, off and on through the convention asking how I was doing. And I'm so glad I got that note because first general session, there was so much, and I'm not good with lights because of my traumatic brain injury. They had lights and strobe lights. I didn't even think of that. So I passed out the very first journal session. Head over to quince.com and grab yourself a little something, something, and support the show by supporting our sponsors. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to lightweight fabrics and classic styles. I have been taking advantage of the beautiful weather and getting outside for daily walks, and I cannot say enough good things about the flow knit high-rise boyfriend jogger from Quince. Seriously, running errands, doing school pickups, swinging by the farmer's market, or taking Jaja for a stroll around the lake, these bad boys are versatile. I love the deep pockets, the high waistband, and the internal hidden drawstring. They're quick drying, moisture wicking, antimicrobial, and the four-way stretch makes them so comfortable. They're made with 88% recycled polyester and the Global Style Standard Certified Yarn dramatically lowers environmental impact by diverting landfill and ocean-bound plastic. Not to mention using recycled claims standard approved dyeing, washing, and manufacturing processes with low water and eco-friendly dyes. They have become an absolute favorite, and you can save up to 59% off the high-end counterpart by shopping with Quince. Throw on a Cotton Modal scoop neck tee and some sneakers, and you've got a perfect, effortless outfit. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com MLM for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com MLM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com MLM. Do you ever wonder how much of your personal data is out there on the internet just for anyone to find? I promise it's more than you think. Your name, contact info, social security number, home address, even information about your family members. It's all being compiled by data brokers and openly sold online. This can lead to a lot of problems, including identity theft, phishing attempts, harassment, and unwanted spam calls. But now you can protect your privacy with Delete Me. 
Signing up for the service is super easy. Just provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. They send you regular personalized privacy reports showing what info they found, where they found it, and what they removed. I got my report and I was floored with the results. Of the 105 data brokers they checked, 83 of them had my data. Delete Me then removed 173 listings of my personal data off the internet, and they make sure that it stays off too. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me at a special discount just for our listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and use promo code MLM at checkout. The only way to get the 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash MLM and enter code MLM at checkout. That's joindeleteme.com slash MLM code MLM. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here like my mouth is just wide open and I just put my hands up like, what? Like, yeah. that's wild. It's yeah. wild that people knew all of these things and like, didn't say anything to you. Like, Hey, I mean, you shouldn't have even gone to this convention at all. No, for me, it was a huge regret, but also I think I needed to experience it to see what was actually going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, wow. So, so what happens, what happens next? Some of the staff got me um, water. My mom went to one of the people that was working in the convention and they got me water and I sat down and I just waited for everybody to clear. Cause a lot of people were, you know, buying the stuff that they have just for convention. And so everybody, everybody was kind of breaking off and I just stayed there and I was just like, and so it did start cooling off because it was emptying out. And then I was like, okay. What made it worse was that of course all the hotels are really hard to get into. And so my hotel was maybe like three blocks from convention. So I was constantly having to Uber and wait for an Uber because <laughs> I had tried to walk that first day, just going to like look around. And I was like, no, I cannot, I cannot do this. That first day was really hard for me. And then the second day went back to the hotel and I took a shower and I laid down and I took a nap. And so I was like, there's all these fun things, team things that are going on and I'm missing out because this is so draining for me, just like in every way. Um, I was able to, like, we had like a team dinner that was fun. But what's funny looking back on it is that we had all gotten together and chipped in to buy my, who turned into be my sponsor, a gift for being such a great leader. There that was, happened all the time. <laughs> the fact that you just said that made me go, oh my God, yes. yes. Everybody chipping in to buy the top of your pyramid a gift. <laughs> like, yes. So we've got like maybe 20 people from her, you know, from her team. We all chip in. I don't remember how much it was. It wasn't a lot here. <laughs> like really? Right. It's like all the people at the top of the pyramid that are making massive bonus checks and you're like, I'm living paycheck to paycheck, but I guess I can chip in $20. Yes. Like, what is happening? And the girl that actually did the shopping, she had told all of us that she was going to go to like, I think there was like two team dinners, but she had packed a ton of like peanut butter sandwiches to save money because, you know, that's a lot of money eating out every meal and on top of all this other stuff. Wow. So And they were sharing rooms. <laughs> 
it's like the public side is, oh my God, these massive dinners and gifts and all these things. But the hidden backside fake it till you make it side is a sack of peanut butter sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And three to four people in, in a room. It's, it, it's wild to me the lengths that fake MLM hunbots will go to make this scam look profitable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, how do they defend this when the truth comes out? I don't understand how they can defend peanut butter sandwiches. I mean, this is just going to get worse as I continue on. But the next day at convention, and I might have these days a little bit mixed up, but I remember it was either the first or the second day. um, They had this big thing of the unique foundation. And I was so excited because I used to work with kids who had been abused. And I'm like, you know, this that kind of really put, pulled me in more because I'm like, I want to help people that have been through these, these traumas. So, you know, they do their whole spill of how many people they're helping and all this kind of stuff. You're going to die with this. So the person gets on there and is saying, you know, that they appreciate everyone's donations. Whenever you check out on the unique website, um, there is an option that says to round your order up 30 cents to make it even, or there's a dollar, $10, $50, whatever. What they had announced is they are going to make it to where you can have your donation automatically donated every month, either out of your commission or off of your debit card. Just today, if you commit to donating $10, you get like they had different things of gifts. And one of them was a, um, a unique foundation charm bracelet. And so it had like the little heart and with the little purple stone. And then it said like TYF and that kind of thing. And it came in this like box with all these facts about sexual abuse. And um, then the other one, like the highest thing was a unique foundation watch. And it was not my style. I thought it was really ugly. But it had two different bands that you could switch out. And one was very floral, which is not me at all. And the other one was like solid purple. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I can do the purple because that's one of my favorite colors. And so I was like, wait, so you want us. And that one, I remember the top was you had to donate $50 a month to get all of the gifts. I looked and I was sitting with the girls on the team and the girl next to me, I was like, I, you know, I can't afford that. And so, you know what she said? She said, oh, you should do what I did. Go on your website and click that you're going to donate that amount. And it gives you an option of what date you want to choose. She said, choose next week. And after you get your gifts, cancel it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh my God. Emma Lemmers are so shady. And I was, so in my mind, I was like, well, I usually round up my, uh, my orders, the 30 cents or whatever. And whenever you count these years, I really have donated that much. So I was like, sure, I'm going to do that. And just, just so that I can show people that this is so great. This is what I got. But that part was completely left out of the, all of the Facebook postings is I donated all this money to get this cheap stuff. Like how cool is this? Right. And then, you know, I've heard all kinds of things about this unique foundation and Uh how much of this donation 
actually goes to survivors and the retreats kind of, I mean, I think when you come back and we talk about unique, we really should go through all of that stuff too. Actually, one of the girls that, um, that I'm friends with that was on the team, she actually went to the, to the retreat and she wasn't allowed to have her phone. So it's just, it's very culty to me. Yeah. And she was very concerned she was like, I'm not comfortable with that, which for me, if you're going into an unknown situation and you've lived through some kind of trauma, whether it be when you were younger or sexual, physical, whatever, that is hugely triggering because as someone who survived trauma, I need to have my phone. I need to have an exit plan if I don't know where I'm going and you don't know anybody that's going, you know what I mean? Absolutely. They're throwing people who are survivors of assault and sexual Uh trauma. They're throwing them all together in a room at at this, you know, undisclosed location that they have to get themselves to for a weekend. And they're taking away their one lifeline of communication. Like that is so culty. I don't care what kind of help you claim you're, you're giving people like these women have PTSD and just think like I thinking about that situation is triggering to me being like, I don't want to be in like a place with a bunch of people. I don't know. Like what? Yes. I could, I could not handle that. And I'm not even a survivor of sexual abuse, just physical. And I'm no, there's just no way I could do that. It's so triggering. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Actually, my mom, she was there with me, obviously, and she um, works with the, the, the crisis center and alarm bells were going off in her head, but she didn't say anything to me because she needed me to see it for myself. You know, I just, I feel like that whole convention was just so difficult for me because I didn't really get to do any of the fun things. And I just stayed in my hotel room, so much pain and my migraines were getting so bad. I was like, God, how am I going to make it through this? And I had told my, my sponsor, I was, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it to any classes because this just the general assessment is so draining. And she was like, Oh no, you don't have to go to the classes. Just go to general assessment. If you want to, you can watch the classes online. So it's just to get you into that hype. You know, it's not about learning how how to do this. Right. Like, that's wild that you just said that. She's like, you only need to go to general session, which is the rah-rah troll party. Right. And all of the educational stuff, you can just watch that later online. Then what's the point of going at all aside from the rah-rah troll party, which just will pull you back in. Anybody that's on the fence is going to get pulled back in. Uh People don't see this. Well, at the time I thought, oh my God, that's so understanding that I'm not under this pressure to do all these different things. So then like the last day rolls around and they make the, you know, the big announcements on the last day, they had announced that they were now making the car bonuses eligible for everybody. They want everybody to earn the car bonus. And I was like, okay. Before that, I believe you had to be, it was the purple and the black that could get the car bonus. So what they did is they changed it and said, you have to be pink. They say that anyone, but I'm like, well, if you're yellow, you don't have the the volume. So that doesn't really work. They said that you had to have 2,000 
in volume in your front line. And so anybody that you had not personally sponsored would not count toward your car bonus. Yes. They would count towards my team volume, but they would not count towards my car bonus volume. And they had this new screen on our dashboard and it would say um, like how much your PRS was and then how much your front line was. And so it would, once you earned it, it would go all the way across and light up and it would have a car lit up. <laughs> so, I mean, there's even bells and whistles while you're tracking whether or not you get the car bonus. Yes. Yes. So I was so excited thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to help me so much. Um, but I knew it was going to be difficult because I didn't do that much in volume as much as other people. So what they did was pink and blue, you got $250 car bonus. And then the elite, which is green and orange, that was 500. Wait, that might not be right. It was about that. And then the purple and black, those are considered exclusives. And, the, and I believe those were 750. And one of the few good things about Unique is that I've watched so many with um, on like, with on YouTube where you have to actually get a card. And the thing with Unique is you actually get cash. You do not have to get a card. Oh, okay. So you can take that cash and either pay your car or take that cash because you don't have a car and use it for something else. Yes. So mine went to my credit card. <laughs> that you had racked up at convention. And I racked up at convention. Yes. So um, most of the lower people like me, uh, we would use it for bills. And then of course, the, the top people, they had more of the Lexus and Porsches. And, but what they did do with the exclusives, it might've just been the black status, but they would give you an emblem and it had the unique sign and it had unique on there. And so you did put that on your car and they have made a few changes with that. It might be a bigger car bonus that you get something else. And then once your black status three, you get a vacation home bonus. I don't know the requirements. A vacation home bonus? Yeah, that's what they called it. Cause I was like, that's weird. And I've never heard of a vacation home bonus. Unique yeah. is the first. I'm sure there are others, but this is the first I've heard of the vacation home bonus. How privileged is that? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to have to look it up. I don't know that much about it because I was like, yeah, that's not even, that doesn't pertain to me at all. So, um, yeah. So, whenever that was announced, you know, at that time, they didn't have BS1, BS2, BS3. That's within, I think, with, within the last two years, they added that. Um, and so I am just psyched. I'm like, oh my gosh, an extra $250. That's going to be amazing. You know, after that, they had the whole formal thing, and you could go upstairs and get your picture taken with Melanie, which I have that. I loved your face. When you said that. And I remember my, I was standing in line and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. And my mom was like, all these people lined up to meet the co-founder and get their picture taken. And I was like, what is your, I didn't understand why she was like, okay, this is weird. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like that in LuLaRoe too. 
yeah, so that was pretty much convention. And I spent the next week talking and I was just, I just, I feel like I took a bubble bath every night to kind of help my body relax. And I had to get like a major massage and just my whole body was hurting and I had migraines every day. It was just so not worth it. So, so, so not worth it. Like all this money you spend on convention, all this money you spend to maintain your statuses, maintain your, uh, your, your levels, right? Like at the end of all of this comes tax time. So let's talk about what you discovered at tax time. So it's so embarrassing. So I know. And everyone right now is going, yes, please tell us because we are also going to be very embarrassed. Yes. So I try to be very organized because I lose things. So I have like a special folder in my email that is, you know, labeled unique, whatever year it is. So I went through it and wrote it all down, separated it, added it all up. And I have spent $10,000. Wow. $10,000 on your unique business. And how much Uh did you make that year? $2,500. Wow. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, as much as they tell you, just make sure and, you know, just get all of the colors of the lipsticks and the eyeshadows because it's just going to be a tax write-off. Well, yeah, but the more you add it in, the more that number goes down because you're spending that money. That's something that is not talked about. And they don't talk about like the actual legality of taxes. They just say like, oh, you know, just like set a little aside. Like you'll be fine. Everything's a write-off. No. I I felt like a dumbass. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm going to like back up on this. Cause this was like January or um, I may have waited till February to do them. And um, that November after convention, I earned the card money. So I was like, oh my gosh, $250, woohoo. No. Well, then February rolls around and they're like, well, we're going to change the card limits. And I'm like, eh, okay. They say, so the new requirement, you still have to have 2000 in your volume on your front line. Um, and then you have to have at least uh, something really small, like a hundred dollars in PRS, but you have to have somebody in their fast start time period, which means their first 60 days. So otherwise you, you don't earn the car bonus. And I was like, so basically I have to recruit every single month, which I did not do. I was not, I was never a big recruiter. I never liked to be pussy, especially with that. That's when I was done. That's so, incredible, right? So yeah. like they make the car bonus so easy at convention. So everyone can qualify essentially. They're like, oh my God, everybody can get this now. We're so generous. And probably what happened was everybody did get it and Unique lost a lot of money. And so they threw recruiting mandates on top of it. Yes. Oh, totally forgot to mention. They had a contract with Eric Warde. Yeah. And Eric Ware had some kind of, he had a special training meeting, whatever, with the elites, I'm sorry, not the elites, the exclusive purple and black. And then he had a different meeting with everybody. And so we would have free access to his professional 
advice on recruiting to help us be successful, all that kind of stuff. And so that would be in our back office. And they were like, this is worth thousands of dollars and you get it free because we believe in you so much. Friggin' nightmare. <laughs> the whole company sounds like a friggin' nightmare to me. Yeah. And some of the things that Eric had said, I was like, I actually completely agree with that. And he did make a few changes. He's because the kit has always been $99 and we get nothing off of that. There's no commission off of that. But every once in a while they would do, oh, if you recruit two people, you get this free makeup bag. That's, oh my God, I have to have this makeup bag. You know, so you kill yourself trying to earn this makeup bag so that you can have the Facebook picture. I'm like, I got this for free, this $2 makeup bag, you know? But he had told Derek and Melanie that um, he doesn't understand how, how anybody is able to sponsor because we get nothing off of it. So he proposed to do a trial run of having the $99 kit and then having the $199 kit that has so much more product. And we get commission off of that extra $100 or $99 and we get PRS. So it helps our volume and all that kind of stuff. And I think that lasted for two months. I, yeah, I don't think they because, liked paying the commission off of the, the bigger kit. Well, that also makes it look more like a pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love that MLM double speak. A lot of MLMs do that where they're like, you recruit and people buy this very basic, there's nothing in it except access to propaganda and a website kit for $99. <laughs> It's so easy. You can start your business, but it comes with nothing. So you can't do any demos. You can't do your own makeup. You can't even like post a look that day. So they offer a more expensive kit that you can get a recruitment bonus on that includes yes. just a little bit more for people who are actually serious, serious. about this business. And you can get yeah. commissions on that. Yeah. So that's a double speak. We're not going to pay you to recruit, but if you sell an extra bonus, to this person you can get paid on that right which is and basically being paid to recruit you guys <laughs> yes and i see that i think the one that i see is the worst is pharmacy oh yeah. because once yeah. i stopped posting about unique then they they all come to you oh you must have quit you know and they're like just for 20 dollars you can start your own business and i was like yeah that doesn't seem right but i mean i was not interested um but the more I see on like these YouTubes and these deep dives and stuff is that, but then you have to go and get, pick the products that you want, but it's not a kit. It's not a kit. You didn't sign up for $20 to get the paper and the pins and the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly why they do that. Because it's yeah. like, it's, I mean, it's all a scam, all of it. And that's funny that you mentioned um, once you left unique, the pharmacy sharks started circling because I think most people experience that as well. When they go, I left my MLM, all of the MLM huns come um, to try to recruit you for the art. There's uh, here's a really funny thing. Um, I knew that after Lula Rich came out, I'd get a lot of random friend requests. So I changed my Facebook settings. So only friends of friends could add me as a friend. Um, and I have still gotten so many 
Huns, and you will forever stay in the request inbox because I'm I'm not going to deny and have you add me again. So you're just going to sit in friend request hell for the rest of our Facebook lives, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I'm not adding any Huns. Sorry. <laughs> they are so, so bad. And I feel like the more that the, the more time that I have spent away from it, I'm getting, I'm because I always try to be nice. So I'm like, I understand I was there, but some of them, whenever I get a message and a friend request at the same time, and they're like, oh my gosh, don't you want to lose 30 pounds or grow your hair out? You know, you're so gorgeous. You should totally do this. And, I'm like, and I've gotten to the point to where I was like, do I know you? It's so funny though. Like you're, oh my God, I saw you and you're so beautiful. Would you like to buy fat pills from me and makeup and shampoo so you could look even better? Right. <laughs> it's like, if I'm so beautiful and gorgeous, why are you trying to sell me things that will change how I look? I just, as a woman, that's such a sensitive thing. And I cannot imagine messaging someone and saying, oh my gosh, don't you want to lose 20 pounds? Like, let's be friends. And now don't, don't you want to buy from me? No, you just, I mean, what if I have an eating disorder, you know, right? or so many people just had a baby or are pregnant and they're getting this. And I'm like, that is just, it is absolutely wild. Some of the things that people will say that they feel like being a part of this company gives them the right to say, don't worry, hon, I'm not being rude. I'm just a beauty ambassador. It's like, I'm just, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm just trying to help you. Okay. With what? Yeah. Well, I mean, even though your your horror story ended in quite uh, financial badness, devastation, I don't know what you want to call it, but financial ickiness, um, I'm so happy that you're not in an MLM and that you are <laughs> on this side sharing your story and warning people about the dangers. Thank you. Um, I just feel so... I didn't realize how much pressure I was under until I was done with it. I've been sitting at that, looking at that big, huge, unique makeup trunk that is full of crap that is so old. And it's just, it's been so hard for me to throw it away because yes, some of it I did use Y cash on or half offs or whatever, but I'm like, that is so much money sitting in that trunk. And I finally did throw it away this week. And I'm like, this bag is so heavy. <laughs> Congratulations. That sunk cost fallacy is hard to beat. I mean, it, you're like, but I have to save it. I spent $10,000 on it. Yes. And also I'm like, what do I, what do I do with these trunks? Like I have two huge makeup trunks that I earned. I don't want to throw it away. Like, should I sell it? Should I burn it? Like, I, I don't know what to do with them because they're big. Um, the last thing that I bought from Unique uh, was the 2017 Holiday Palette, uh, which was basically six black eyeshadows with rainbow glitter fallout. Oh <laughs> my like, God. What? I remember that palette. I was, I asked for a refund. I was like, this is awful. And I actually did tell my customers. Get a makeup pan of a black and then get some foils or glitter eyeshadows to go over that black. And the Too Faced glitter glue is a great primer for those sort of things. I'm also, I've been out of the makeup game for a long time. So there might be better things out there now, but that's what I use and it works for me. Uh, and it looks infinitely better than that 
hot mess that Unique tried to pass off as fancy. And you're not spending $80 on that. Kudos. Oh my God, right? Absolutely ridiculous. Well, thank you so much. Um, I cannot wait for you to come back and like get into depth uh, of your entire unique journey when you're ready. And we can just talk about all kinds of the unique stuff. Well, thank you for having me. Um, your, your videos, I found you on TikTok and your videos and your podcast is so validating for people that are like, am I crazy? And they feel stupid for spending all this time and energy and, you know, money and it's like, oh my gosh, okay, so I'm not the only one that's totally brainwashed. And it's crazy to me because I am really into the ID network and watch a lot of things on cults. And I'm like, shit, I was in one for seven years. Right? It's so wild because people say like, I'm, I'm like way too smart and educated to join a cult. And I'm like, you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd yeah. be really, really surprised. And, you know, I was the one repeating that pyramid schemes are illegal. This isn't a pyramid scheme. I'm sure I said that too. Um, babe, um, pyramid schemes are illegal and I would never do anything illegal. Yes. You're just uneducated. Thank you guys want some more stories. So this is from a Huffington Post article from two years ago entitled 10 horror stories that prove MLM companies are complete trash. And it is by Casey Bond. I read through these and I'm going to read you my favorites. The allergic reaction was over the top. I fell for it. Non-toxic cleaning and no chemicals, right? Well, no, not exactly. My kids got into a spray bottle fight and my oldest got sprayed with diluted blue diamond from Norwex. The allergic reaction was over the top. My upline had to give me detailed directions how to find the ingredients to share with the doctor. I reminded my upline that this was supposed to be chemical-free. Their answer? Well, every person reacts differently. That was it. That was how I found out that they were all liars. And now I can't get off their spammy email list. I'm preparing to report them to the Better Business Bureau. It nearly caused me to get divorced. LuLaRoe markets their products to customers like a garage sale. You'd better buy it when you see it because it will be gone before you know. It's addictive and creates a culture of friends that you buy from. I'm not well off, but spent an excess of 5000 to 8000 over the last three to four years buying this shoddy clothing. I bought right into their BS story that I was helping a small business succeed. My first purchase was a pair of leggings. They were really soft and I was hooked. I bought items, won items, traded, sold, and searched for my unicorn skirt for weeks. I've spent so much time and money on LuLaRoe, it nearly caused me to get divorced. I finally quit buying as of earlier this year as the quality and sizing variability was just too much. Not to mention the wasted money and the fact that you can't return but can only exchange items is overwhelming. They suggested we sell our car. My husband and I were enticed into joining Amway. We had three kids, low paying jobs, and one car. We did all the stuff, attended meetings, and tried our best. Then there was some major event happening in Detroit. 
Our upline said we needed to be there. We live near Buffalo. We explained that we had no money for the trip. So they suggested that we sell our car to make it. Our only car, despite having three kids and two jobs. It's interesting to note that the upline guy owned a used car lot and offered to sell it there. We bailed when this happened. And lastly, like vultures. When I had announced to my friends and family on Facebook that I had been diagnosed with thyroid cancer, I received friend request from a friend from high school's two sisters. I had not talked with this friend since high school and her sisters were people I had never met. I immediately thought, oh no, they're in a pyramid scheme and they want me to join. And I was correct. I added them to be courteous, but also out of morbid curiosity about how long it would take for them to descend upon me. One wrote immediately asking if I had seen her post about Plexus pink drink. (laughs) The other waited a month and wrote me to introduce herself and immediately launched into asking if I'd tried Plexus and if I'd want the info on it. Their sister had said nothing to me about my cancer diagnosis, but clearly told her sisters about it so they could circle around me like vultures looking for a potential cancer success story so they could take credit for instead of the world-renowned hospital and doctors treating me. It was all so gross, I wanted to call them out on their predatory behavior, acting like they weren't aware of my situation, but clearly trying to take advantage of it. But I just didn't want to engage at all, so I ignored it completely. Thank you so much for listening to Life After MLM. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and share with all of your anti-MLM friends as well. See you next time.